Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We wanted to let you know before we start our show notes today that our um, podcast guest today is Carmen Theobald, which means that it will be over Zoom. So if you are listening just by audio today, please adjust your volumes accordingly. It is a very different kind of quality once Mm -hmm. we uh, start our interview with Carmen. Uh, We wanted you to have fair warning before that starts. Right. Okay. So um, we're very excited to have her on the show today. She's got an absolutely wonderful story for you. Three stories actually in one, um, and Carmen's just a pleasure to have to talk about anything. So we hope you enjoy that. Now, uh, show notes as usual. We have our evening with Medium events coming up on July 24th, as well as August 28th and December 4th. We are waiting just as you are to kind of know what's going to unfold. So we will keep you in the loop as we know. If you had tickets to our April event, they will be honored at the door on July 24th. If you cannot make the event or you're just not comfortable coming, just email us at info at buysarlo.com to request a full refund. You do have a deadline of May 31st. So if you don't want to come or you can't come, email us at info at buysarlo.com before May 31st to request the refund. Just let us know whose, uh, whose name the tickets are reserved under as well as how many you want returned. And we will take care of that as fast as possible. Good. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. Kelly and I put together five mini shows that are about 10 to 15 minutes each. They air the first week of every single month. We always find some topic on emotional or spiritual intelligence, and we try and get our best to give you a toolkit. Um, the very first show will always be free. So that can be found at the website by sarlo.com. And we do that so that you have a taste of what you can get out of the other four shows. We hope that you'll find enough value in that first show to go to patreon.com backslash by Sarlo and join the tier that has the four other shows with all of the tools in it for you. Yeah, I think that's a great way to to put that. I also mm-hmm. want to say this is kind of where things get very complicated because there's so many ways to tune in and listen to us. Mm-hmm. Karen says it's available on the website, and she's absolutely right. You have the option on the website to listen by audio on your favorite podcast platform or to actually watch it via YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that you can avoid the website altogether and just subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or subscribe to our YouTube channel. We don't care how you get there. We're just glad you came. Um, Now, if you are just tuning in by audio though, and you're seeing your feed update where it says Sips of Sanity episode one every month, you're probably wondering where the hell those other episodes are. Yeah. Take it away. Well, you have to go to patreon.com backslash by Sarlo and join the tier that has Sips of Sanity in it. And what else can they get at Patreon, Mom? Well, you can get my blog. We teach journeying. We provide you with the music. We give you discussions about how to journey. We answer clients' questions about what's easy, what's difficult about a journey, what is a journey. Um, We do many interviews where you get to ask Kelly and I questions, and we answer those questions. And you just get to know us a little bit better. Um, Trying to think. Well, what's the big one? Oh, Um, in our very top tier, you get to have your name put in a draw for a free session for half an hour worth $70 with either Kelly or I. We alternate each month drawing. And so Kelly does six a year and I do six a year. And quite honestly, it pays for your entire tier. (laughs) And then some. And then some, if if you're the winner. 
Perfect. It's per. It is. It's a. It's a great. Um, yeah, and Patreon has package. made it. Uh, yes. Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, they've made it really accessible, mm-hmm. so you can join for a couple months if that's all you want. You can jump around tiers mm-hmm. um, just to kind of figure out which benefits are going to suit you best, and you can jump out and come back whenever that suits you. And that's that's really wonderful. Yeah. So you're billed on the first of the month. It is in U.S. dollars. Please keep that in mind. Uh, but you can still move around at your leisure and figure out. Um, what you're enjoying. Our cheapest tier is? $1. And and I mean, really, that's there because some people just want to be able to support us. They don't, they might not yeah. have tons to give, um, but it's more so the, um, the intention and the offer. But at that point, you do get the ability to vote on topics that we're going to do in Sips of Sanity, as well as Coffee with the Sarlows. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you don't have to be a part of Patreon to hear Coffee with the Sarlos. So you get to vote on what we're discussing each week. Right. Which yeah. is great. So you really, what you're looking for or what we're trying to provide you with is engagement, um, feeling connected, contributing to what the content and what we provide. Mm-hmm. We're asking you to stay engaged with us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it just goes up and up from there. Uh, so you can check that out. If any of you have questions about how to navigate that, just email us or call us. You can email at info at buysarlo.com and we'll walk you through any any concerns you might have. Right. Enjoy today's show with Carmen. Or we'll talk about our actual business. Right. <laughs> Before we jump into today's podcast, please remember to, we're still open for business. We're doing sessions all over the world via Skype, FaceTime, telephone, Zoom, and WhatsApp. You can book your session. Uh, you can gift a session too. If you're still looking for a last minute Mother's Day gift, yeah. uh, certificates are fantastic. We can uh, deliver those locally if you're interested, or we can also um, just email those out to you and you can print off and wrap those up yourself. And those are just as efficient, just as accurate at a distance. So you don't need to worry about that. You can also record your session as usual. Um, You don't need to wait for these crazy times to settle to um, let us be there for you and support you. And you can pay by e-transfer, staying right in your own home. Um, Or you can call in Visa, MasterCard, American Express. And then the person you're purchasing the gift certificate for calls wherever they're from and sets it up any way they want. Perfect. Now let's get into today's show with Carmen Theobald. Enjoy. Carmen, welcome. Hi, Carmen. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Karen. Thank you both so much. So happy to have you back. I am so happy to be back. And this is a totally different experience for us um, having you on the show, not just because it's Zoom in COVID times, but you're coming back this time to actually talk about an experience you had uh, with channeling. So we're, we're going to get ha- to that part for sure. Okay, perfect. So we're going <laughs> to let you take it away because this was your brilliant idea. Thank you. Um, and before I do, I just, it's, first of all, I want to say to your listeners, it's been such an honor and a pleasure getting to know Karen and Kelly more through these podcast recording experiences. I can really say from the behind the scenes that they are people who walk their talk and such mm-hmm. wonderful friends to be blossoming a friendship with so I thank, thank you both you. for that Absolutely. thank you yeah it's I really mean it and and also just a little fun tidbit for our listeners last night okay so I'm super geeky I love Harry Potter listening oh. to your podcast this weekend uh, or I guess last weekend um, I loved the Harry Potter references thank you 
And so I've actually been watching the series slowly at night. And uh, I was on the last episode or the last movie. And I get this text from Kelly. What was it? Happy Battle, Battle of, Hogwarts of Hogwarts Day. Day? Yeah. I had no idea this existed. <laughs> and I was watching the Battle of Hogwarts as you sent me the text. Yes. That's cool. It was mind blowing. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very oh, I cool. I love it. Okay, I just slipped that in before I got into yeah, what thanks. this is about. So I really wanted to talk about, it's kind of a multi-part story with your listeners, because I think there's a lot in here that might be relatable, especially considering the times, because there's a lot of hardship going on. And there's a lot of need for connectivity and understanding of how relationships can really help us grow and heal. And at the end of the story, we're going to get to the really exciting part about how both of your channeling was so helpful in this experience for me mm. and the two others in the story. Um, but the two others in the story, I'm going to give a little background on their, their part of it first. And they are horses, just for the yeah. listeners to understand. <laughs> um, and I have my tea with me here, so I'm going to have a little sip before I get into Perfect. it. Perfect. So I wanted to share this story that has, at the beginning, a lot of pain and suffering and loss. Mm -hmm. But listeners, please stick with us because um, it really is a story of overcoming mm -hmm. and of growth and of love. Okay. We're actually listening like listeners right now. Yeah. So this is, we're, we're right alongside with you. Wonderful. And please jump in just like normal if you okay. have things to add in. I love your input, both of you. So the first horse that I've really deeply fallen in love with and that I was so lucky to call my own is a mare named Grace. And she is with me now. She's at my farm. The way she came to me, though, was pretty hard for her because she grew up in the RCMP. She was an RCMP musical ride horse. And she really had a very hard time in that experience. The way that they train can be very heavy handed. And there's actually a news report about it, about how the master trainer there was put on, on I can't remember the word, trial or something, but he was taken off of his position temporarily, at least, hopefully more permanently. I don't know what happened because of all the abuse that was going on. I think you mentioned this in, uh, in your Master Herder series. Yeah. So... A client of mine actually purchased her from the RCMP auction. They bred her once because, well, to backtrack a little bit, they did ride her. She was the lead mare in the ride for a while, but through a series of probably a combination of pain and mishandling, she became very, very dangerous. And she was known as the witch. So any person who would come near her, she would be highly aggressive. And by the time that they sold her, my client went to pick her up and she was rearing, biting and striking at three RCMP officers trying to put just her halter on, which is the most basic form of equipment you can use with a horse. And 
she's a big girl. She is 17'3 for anyone who in horse world who knows what that means. But basically she's taller, way taller than I am and a big boned girl. And she probably weighs about 1400 pounds. So imagine this very large being full blown attack, attack mode. Um, and literally flinging the RCMP officers up against the wall. So wow. she was known to be extremely dangerous. But, but she's known to be dangerous because she feels threatened by these people because of the, how they've treated her? Yes. Wow. Yes. I'm, doesn't, I, I don't mean to sound rude, but it sounds like they deserve it. I agree. Completely. Well, I mean, Not everyone. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to uh, abuse, mm -hmm. then at some point, they have to stand up for themselves. Or yes. they just feel so scared that they're going to be hurt again that I, I would imagine they're doing it just to defend themselves. Yes. And maybe those particular people didn't deserve it, but I mean, in general. 100% turn. Bang on. Sad. And I think one of the reasons why she ended up with me and why our stories have oh. joined is because there's a lot where I, I call her like my spirit horse. There's a lot of similarities between her and I and our, the way that we respond to things. And like her, uh, I am not one to just take it. And so many horses, unfortunately, when they're in those kinds of environments, they really, they become very subdued. It's like they lose touch with, with their life force. Mm -hmm. They almost leave their body in a way. They're kind of dead to the world, just going through the motions. But we're not like that. It's like, it's so deeply ingrained in our beings. I can say this because I know her so well now that it's dignity or die. Like there's not, there's not an in-between. I like that. That's really cool. I said also just like, I think about when you're talking about a horse being that abused, that they would be afraid for their life. That's why I'm saying that I think it's part of their nature then because it would be, she's thinking she has to survive. And I think that that could be how some humans would behave as well. If they're constantly being abused, if I succumb and I just try to constantly people please, then I could stay alive physically, but my spirit dies versus Absolutely. a human being who says, no, I'm, I don't want my spirit to die. So I will fight back emotionally and spiritually and physically. I think that's what we see in jails and prisons. Right. Yes. And I'll say in the Western world where they're not rehabilitation, um, not centers, but intentions. Um, yeah. You described that so perfectly, Karen. So how did you, how did you come to get Grace? My understanding is, is that she's with a friend at this point. So she's with a farrier client of mine. Okay. So he goes and purchases her from, the, from this auction. And she's actually purchased in full, meaning she's pregnant. Okay. And so he's actually got quite an, a nice sensitive approach in his horsemanship. But because she associates so much of her trauma with men, she never trusts him. And... Anytime he goes to touch her, she flinches. She's almost impossible to catch. When he goes to open her stall door to let her out in the morning, it's like avoiding getting hit by a train. Like she just plows through. 
And he also doesn't have much experience or any experience dealing with mares in foal, pregnant, pregnant horses. And so he doesn't know the signs to look for when she's very close to giving birth. Mm-hmm. That's kind of important. It's important. It's ultra important because what ended up happening is she ended up giving birth in the field and coyotes came and killed her foal. Oh, that's devastating. Yeah. So now you have a horse that is deeply traumatized by people that has so many emotional, spiritual, physical wounds mm-hmm. and just lost a baby in a super traumatic way. Mm-hmm. And now I start doing her feet. And I also learn that any time she had to have her feet done in the RCMP, she had to be drugged because she was so dangerous. Wow. But we're like, okay, let's just try and see how it goes. She was always, always kind and patient with me to get her feet done. Even though I could tell there was a lot of suffering going on. So that always really touched me. Right from the very beginning, Carmen? Right from the very first time. Yeah. So over the next couple of years, I would know her because every four to six weeks, I'd see her to get her feet done. And I'd kind of develop this nice relationship with her on this professional level, like I do with most of the horses that I work with. And then this client was going to move to Florida and he didn't want to take her with him. He was going to try to sell her. And he asked me, hey, would you like this horse? Because I know that you guys have already always gotten along quite well. My initial answer is no. I get offered horses on a regular basis. So it's like a trained, programmed answer in myself. No, thank you. It's very kind. No, thank you. That's a big offer. It's a big offer. It's a big responsibility. I never owned a horse. That's not like, would you like an extra piece of cake? Right. <laughs> like, would you like a child? <laughs> yeah. No, <Here>. thanks. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would ride with this particular client occasionally already. We kind of play around with the horses in some spare time. And even though he accepted my no, he said, well, that's fine, but I am going to try to sell her to someone else. She has really good bloodlines, all these things. But in the meantime, before she sells, why don't you come and just play with her and, and maybe ride her and see how that is? Trickster. I did. Mm-hmm. Trickster. Mm-hmm. I know. But this has happened with other horses and I've been like, I've held strong, you know, I've held out. But with her, it was different. It was like, she was waiting for that moment to come. And even though she had all these behaviors that were still really challenging in those scenarios of riding and doing some groundwork with her, none of those behaviors I was getting the descriptions of over the last several years came out. She was like completely patient, putting on her perfect hat, you know, like, look, I am your horse. You must take me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So sort of long story short, I ended up accepting her, bringing her to a different boarding facility, eventually being able to bring her to my farm, going through many cycles of healing with her from, for myself, for her, helping her overcome so many things and really to the point where I trust her more than any horse I've ever met in my entire life. Wow. I would, and I'm not going to do this because I think it's not intelligent to do, but I could lie underneath her and I know she would actually keep me safe. Wow. 
she's amazing. I don't and our think our relationship is amazing. Yeah, I don't think most humans could say that about another human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like yeah. and, and how think about how many people physically and literally lie underneath another human mm-hmm. and don't feel safe. Hmm. Yeah. That's it's that's so huge. It's and so and there's there's no ability, well, actually I shouldn't even say that. I was gonna say you can't verbally have that conversation with the horse, but you have found a way to have that conversation of safety with her. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, this is lovely already. Mm-hmm. Back to you. So now we get to part two of the story. Part two is about a little miniature horse named Spring. And you're going to see in a little bit how the two connect. Mm-hmm. Spring, another horse that I was taking care of her feet when she was first born. She was a lovely little foal. And then the people who owned her decided to go a different direction with another farrier. It happens, I understand. It was a financial decision. And we didn't see her for three years. Then we get a call. I say we because I have a business partner. We work together. That we really needed to come back because Spring was having a lot of trouble. And so we go back and we find out that shortly after we had been let go, Spring, she was with her her mother and a bunch of other mares and foals. They were in a big herd all together. And some of the other mares had had their babies already and some had not. And so what ended up happening is that another horse, another mare who did not have her baby yet was really feeling that mothering instinct extremely strong. And she ended up stealing spring as her own baby so she literally kicked the mother off of taking care of spring saying no i'll do it she will nurse from me now i will look after her i want a baby i'm taking your baby i didn't even know this was a thing it doesn't often happen but it can that's traumatizing yeah right yeah the beginning of a really downward slope so this mare steals her and now spring is actually nursing from this other mare who's very much pregnant but hasn't yet had her baby yet and spends about a a month or so doing this with her but then this mare has her own foal and so what happens is this mare goes spring oh you're not actually mine scram and she tells her with such gusto and such force that she kicked her with both back legs in the shoulders and actually broke Spring's shoulders. Oh my God. Yeah. So now Spring has a terrible trauma and it causes another terrible trauma, which is something called laminitis. So it deeply affects the feet it tears the structures apart in the feet because of her pain levels, her cortisol and her hormone levels are so out of whack that it caused this systemic failure to happen that affects the hooves. The people, oh I know, it's, it's, it, I, I promise you this is a story yeah. with a happy ending, so hang in there, but, but it's, it's hard. It's a really hard story. And again, I'm, I'm telling this now, and I thought this was important to share now because a lot of what people are going through, I think in life can be relatable, but especially during these times of COVID, it can feel this traumatizing for some people. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share a story to show that 
there really can be a way out. Mm -hmm. So now we have this little three month old who has broken shoulders, basically broken feet, and she's in such pain, she cannot stand for more than an hour a day total. And they also have a farrier in there now who doesn't know really how to handle that situation. And so her feet just get progressively worse. And because she's so young, she never develops properly. So her oh, tendons gosh. and ligaments and her whole body isn't really shaping up as it should be. But they kept her alive and kept her like this for three years. So by the time I get this phone call three years later to go back, she's still in this terrible shape. Her, her bones have healed, but the rest of her is a mess. Mm -hmm. And I honestly did not know if there was anything we could do that would actually help her in the long run. Mm -hmm. But there was some things that were worth trying, especially considering she had already spent three years like this. Now there's a possibility for some positive change. Let's see what could happen. So we offered to do this extensive shoeing, which means like glue on shoes for all four feet, because when she would stand up, her little hooves would flip up. They wouldn't actually stand as they were supposed to because of her tendon and ligament issues. She never developed properly. So when she would stand, everything would flip up. She'd be walking on the wrong part of her leg. Oh. So with these shoes, they're glue-ons because her feet are so tiny. They can extend way out the back so that they force her into that position that she needs to be in, plus with some really dramatic trimming and changing of her feet because of all the laminitis issues. Well, we do that once, but really this is going to be a long-term possible solution. And when I say possible, it's like slim to none chances, right? Mm -hmm. So the people are willing to pay to have it done once. And I guess they were hoping for a more quick response from her. And so we come back and decide, they decide that they're actually going to put her down. It's too expensive. It's not worth keeping her in the pain. So I had a really hard time with that mm -hmm. because she was already in pain for three years. Now there's maybe this potential. And truly, I could see from her the way that she was trying to help us do the job. She was one of these beings, one of these souls that really was fighting. Mm -hmm. She was really putting the effort in to try to be part of her healing process. Yeah, she just needed someone to fight for or with her. Yeah, exactly. So let's jump back over to Grace for a second. Grace I love and these I, kinds of stories <laughs> to like so piece glad. it all together. Mm -hmm. It's like a good movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how it feels. Good. Yeah. Um, so Grace and I, like I said, our relationship had really blossomed and it was so, it's been so wonderful having her at my own farm. It, it was a next layer of, of growth and healing that was so wonderful, but there was still this kind of, far away look in her eye that she would get sometimes and I really intuited that she wanted to try being a mother again and that that kind of cycle that was broken when her foal was killed 
was maybe a healing cycle that needed to be repeated and tried in, in a healthier way. And I actually got some really neat confirmation from people in my life who kind of were kind of said it just out of the blue. And I was like, I think so too, you know? Uh So I looked into breeding her, which is an expensive endeavor and a risky endeavor, but I I did some vet work to see if it was even a possibility. It was possible, but it was a little bit risky and she was an older mare now. And I just didn't want to take the chance. I didn't want to put her in any kind of jeopardy. So I kind of tabled that for a little while, but then spring, this whole spring scenario was kind of happening simultaneously. And I'd get these little ideas, you know, or these little downloads, if you will, to, to use your, your speak. And I'd get these visuals of like Grace adopting spring hmm. and being able to mother a different horse. So that was kind of happening while we were trying to see if we could help spring at this other farm. Then they say, okay, we're going to put her down. And I was like, okay, that's it. I have to try. So I ended up adopting spring. Wow. So we brought Spring home. Don't tell the authorities, but I had to ride in the back in the horse trailer with her to support her because she couldn't make it all the way. (laughs) So I'm in the back with her going, I hope this is a good life. I'm going to try my best, you know. Mm -hmm. But really with that awareness and understanding that it was really slim chances. And so likelihood is that I would try my best for like six to eight months. And if it really wasn't showing any improvement, I'd probably have to make the same decision. Hmm. But like you say, it was worth the try. It was worth having someone fight with her, fight for her, and just see what would happen. Mm-hmm. So I bring her home, and over the stall door, Grace sees this decrepit small being walk into the barn, and she instantly goes to give her this huge hug and kind of scoops her up with her head and brings her closer and protects her and shields her as if she is her foal immediately. Oh. This is, yeah, that's, that's your moment. So adorable. <laughs> and I have another horse here who at the beginning was not very kind to spring. And I, I actually had to separate them quite quickly because I realized he was going to be dangerous with her. And during that moment of like, oh, I shouldn't have put them out together. I made a big mistake here. Grace acted just like a mare and foal would, mare with her foal would. She put herself between the other horse and spring, herded her around to make sure she was being safe, put herself in the way of a kick, um, did everything to completely step into that mother role. And I was able to put spring in the stall with Grace Um, Grace would just a lot like she completely accepted her spring would nap underneath Grace and remember Grace is so big and spring is so small that Grace spring can actually stand and still be underneath Grace oh I didn't know (laughs) she's a miniature I don't know know if you said that on the show I don't know I did either yeah spring spring is a miniature horse yeah (laughs) so how big is a miniature horse I'm not understanding well I wait a minute now about your size mom not even she's like a great dane <laughs> so so she'd be the size of a great dane pretty much yeah okay a little bit a little bit thicker but yeah 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 okay i think i can understand that <laughs> yeah. that is a tiny horse very tiny <laughs> thank you for pointing that out i didn't realize it was that's okay uh-huh. okay so 
grace and spring, I end up putting them out together all the time, making sure that they're always a pair. And I end up bringing a friend's horse over to keep this other horse company because I look after my business partner's horse. So I could have them separated and make sure that they were they were happy and, and safe from one another, that there were no shenanigans going on. And then my friend decided that she actually needed to get out of horses. So I ended up adopting this horse that she brought over. I thought you were then, no. <laughs> I thought I was too. And then this story like threw that out of the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Over and over and over again. Over and over again. But I really feel like it was kind of bringing my family together. Mm. And this other horse that I said yes to, I'm, I'm not really giving him a lot of credit in this story because of time and I want to keep the focus on Grace and Spring, but truly there was, there was a lot of um, emotional, spiritual connection reasons why I decided to keep him. Mm -hmm. so he, he plays a big part in, in our farm, in our world here. And I'm very oh, grateful to have him. That's nice. Yeah, it is. <coughs> so as spring actually starts to get better and she starts to show some improvement and it's slow I mean she's got a lot going mm. on but she does start to show some improvement to the point where now because she's a miniature horse she starts escaping because my fence line isn't low enough it's all set for bigger horses <laughs> so she's walking <laughs> she's walking and she's up for like most of the day. Wow. Yeah. And she's like doing the occasional trot step. Holy. A big deal. Oh, yeah. that is a big deal. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so one day we find her on my neighbor's lawn because she had gotten so far <laughs> exploring the neighborhood. So I said, okay, well, we have to put a whole new line of fencing. So I had to put a whole new line of fencing around the paddocks. Really is like having a child. It is. <laughs> safety She'd find my brother in like the neighbor's tree <laughs> through the very top. Fantastic. <laughs> so then spring starts feeling even better. And she decides that she's actually going to become friends with Atticus, who's the horse that was actually dangerous to her at the beginning. So she keeps going and escaping just to be with him. To show me, hey, look, we can be friends. I can, I can hold my own now, so we can be friends. Oh my God. Oh. I love this. Wow. <laughs> That's Testing boundaries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Individuality exactly. here. Like, yeah. A little challenge now that my body's okay. Exactly. Right. The little bit of challenge continues to increase and continues to increase to the point where she actually is the boss over the other two horses not grace grace is still you know mom yeah she's the mom she's the lead mare of the whole herd um but yeah she can like boss around the other two horses pretty well now and i just posted if anyone's interested on my facebook account last week uh, a video of spring today and i saw not, that not today but these past few weeks you saw it oh my god yeah She's like doing zoomies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like when, you know, Parker like runs around the yard and he just yeah. has to get all of his like vigor out. Yeah. 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 So, so her She's doing her amazingly feet. well. Yeah. Oh my God, Carmen. Congratulations. Thank you. 
And I, I will take, definitely take a chunk of the credit. My business partner helps as well, part of the deal, because he knew I was a little bit on the fence. He's like, well, I will do the feet if you look after her. So I'm going, okay, great, because we can both do it, but it's a pain. It's a pain in the butt, right? It's a yeah. four-hour job to do those glue-on shoes every four weeks, and it's a mm. lot of money and all wow. these things. But now she doesn't need the shoes anymore. She's just trim she's barefoot she's acting like any other mini I've ever met and it's beyond any expectation or hope I could have ever had yeah took two years with the shoes on and then the last year it's been a lot of other rehabilitation and and just seeing her progress and progress and progress process people yes what a story of process patience responsibility yeah not wanting perfection I, I I think I hear that all of you are learning that it's not about being perfect. It's just about getting something done as best you can, taking that and getting to another step. Yes. It's fantastic. And it's also about what it takes to be present for those who are speaking the language of pain. I like the way you worded that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to communicate. It is. And I don't just mean the physical, because mm-hmm. that is for sure hard to communicate, but the emotional, mm-hmm. the spiritual, because getting both grace and spring and helping them to this point wasn't just about giving them their physical needs. It was about supporting their emotional needs, even when it was directed with bad behavior towards me. Right. And so for those of you who might have listened to some of my podcasts with Karen and Kelly before, you'll know that I'm a certified instructor for um, Epona Quests and I have Course Sense North. And I'm allowed to share some wonderful tools and teachings um, that I've learned with Linda Kohanov down in Arizona. And I've added some of my own stuff and I integrated it all together with Horse Sense North. And one of the pieces that we're talking about really here is something called emotional heroism. Mm-hmm. and you know it's not the kind of emotional heroism that, that we may think of like oh I need to be a hero and sacrifice my needs but it's learning how to sit in great discomfort learning how to sit in in sometimes agony with another being and be the support that they need you to be and have the strength to do that mm-hmm. and there's a wonderful sentence that I think can encompass that because it's not just about the silence of that it's actually when words are being spoken to us too and this is from another instructor uh, another colleague of mine and the phrase that just touches my heart and touches so many others that really encompasses what emotional heroism truly means is I'm strong enough to hear whatever you have to say and together we can work it out that's love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also a story of why we need each other. I could not have given Grace or Spring that full healing picture without both of them in it together. Mm-hmm. They needed each other to complete their own healing cycles there. 
And I needed both of them to do a lot of that for myself. And I needed to witness them together to help me with some of my own stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're all so incredibly interconnected in our relationships and how we interact with one another. And I really love that you guys both talk a lot on the podcast about that ability to cut someone out or let someone go. And, and that is huge. And we need to know how to do that. I think we also need to know how to keep someone in. Yeah. And it's exponentially harder when they are speaking this language of pain which so many of us do. Most of us have trauma. Most of us have some really difficult patterns that we need to be breaking through. And I think in our relationships with the right people in healthy ways, that's where it's the most opportunity presents for that growth and for that healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why we do Sips of Sanity. That's why we air coffee with the sarlos for other people's stories for you to draw your own parallel uh -huh. um and and as you've mentioned too why we say here are your tools to create those relationships and if your relationship isn't healthy right now no matter what the dynamic is you can invite the person to use these tools with you uh -huh. and then it's it's up to the two of you whether or not you want to do that work absolutely mm -hmm. yeah and it's so wonderful that you guys offer that and I think the more of that in this world that we can build, especially right now, when we're living through this crazy storm, um, I, I really believe that's integral to us moving forward in any kind of healthy way. Mm -hmm. Or to not cycle back and be in this mess very, very soon. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So the third part of this story, which I'm most excited to share with you listeners, because it really has to do with you guys. <laughs> can, can we pause for a second? Because I want to mention that this sure. third part, Karen had a massive part in, as far as I know. <laughs> yes. And we'll be technically hearing it roughly for the first time yeah, as I, Carmen tells the story. Because she has no, so. mem no memory. I don't. I don't. So this will be interesting. Go for it. <laughs> Which I love, but I, I had a feeling that might be the case, and it's so fun that it is. <laughs> okay, so painting the picture, Grace and Spring, they're all out with as a herd, the four horses, the three big ones, and the one mini. Spring is doing so much better. She's pretty much at the point where you would see on the video on my Facebook page of Four Stems North. Um, and then around Christmas time, disaster strikes she ends up colicking, which is the number one killer of horses. It's a problem with their intestinal tract. It can be caused by a multitude of things. This particular colic was very severe. It was an impaction colic, meaning she had a bunch of feces that was not passing through and had clogged up together, and that was actually causing cellular death in her intestine, and that was making this huge blockage. Holy. Mm -hmm. And especially because she's a mini and especially because of the fact that vet care is, is a challenge. I mean, I'm very happy with our vet. She was really supportive, but there's only so much they can do for this kind of situation unless you bring them for surgery. And on a mini, it's, it's really not looking good. Um, and it's like a $10,000 surgery. And even then I didn't think she'd make it through because of all of her other issues. I know she's got a lot of scar tissue in her body, all these things. And if they do have surgery, even if they have none of those issues, the chances are pretty slim that they come back with a full recovery. 
And she, we had been fighting this with her for already a few days and I, it wasn't looking good. And I hadn't reached out to either of you yet because I don't know why. I think I, I, I should have been like the first thing I did. <laughs> and finally it dawned on me that, um, that I, I really needed some extra support. And so I reached out to you too. So, she, okay. So she's, <laughs> okay. I, I trust you. <laughs> yeah. So she can't have a bowel movement? She cannot have a bowel movement. Oh my God, that's painful. Yes. And it puts her at risk for things like her intestine twisting and um, having a torsion. So it actually cuts off the blood supply. Um, it puts her at risk for things flipping where they're not supposed to inside of her. And if it goes on too long, I mean, it, even if none of that happens, it's just going to cause that cellular death within her body anyhow. Um, and even after she passes the bowel movement, because of the length of time it was going on, it could also mean that she wouldn't make it out even if she started to pass manure because of that damage to her intestine over this mm -hmm. period of time. So we'd gotten so far with her, we'd had you know almost two and a half years of seeing this amazing progress, slow but steady, and then this hits and it was looking like a really big possibility that we're gonna have to put her down. Oh which would have been heartbreaking, not only for me and for all the people involved, but of course for the horses and for Grace and who still treats her like her full. Now I have to say, she has looked at her a little bit like, you're supposed to get bigger than this. I'm not gonna mother you with the same tender, tender care. I'll still mother you, but like individuate a little bit, little one. <laughs> Mom still looks at me like that. It's fine. <laughs> That's good. I'm just kidding. That's a good <laughs> It's very funny. <laughs> if Andrew were here, he'd have some jokes to add too. <laughs> Back so, to Kerm and, and Spring. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it would have just been so heartbreaking um, to lose her that way. And, uh, but I knew, I mean, I felt like we we're already living on borrowed time. So I, I, I was prepared to make that decision if we had to make it. But I wanted to check in with you guys to see if there was any help, insight, or or if you had really the message, it's time, Carmen, it's time to put her down, you know? <clears throat> so I, I contacted you and I heard back from both of you in different ways. And Karen, we, we spoke yeah. on the phone multiple times. We actually spoke several days in a row. You were an okay. incredible support for me. Um, That's good. Yes. So thank you. Yeah, you're Even welcome. If you don't remember, but thank I'm you. I'm really ha no, I'm really <laughs> happy for you. I'm really glad for that. For anybody, that's mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I know Kelly behind the scenes, you were also doing some energy work and channeling and communicating with Karen. Yeah. It meant a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think the most meaningful thing, I mean, it was all helpful and meaningful because in those moments where there's this intense health crisis happening, everything else in the world just kind of falls away. And the most important thing is spending time with that one and doing whatever you can possibly do to support their health and their recovery. So having someone on my team who, or multiple people, <laughs> two people on my team who were really connecting with her in ways that were giving me such incredible validations and confirmations um, to, to know that the information you're giving me was accurate 
it, it was really a gift. And mm. the most the most meaningful thing was that the first phone call you, we had, you told me you said, "Okay, Carmen, it really isn't looking good, and it's almost guaranteed not guaranteed, but it's pretty sure that she's ready to cross, and that you're going to have to make that decision for her." But no that you've ticked off all her boxes and that you've met all her needs plus some and she's okay with going and she, you've fulfilled her life's purpose. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Me too. Wow. When you said that, I mean, I was holding things together pretty well, not like trying to stoically hold it together, but I was balancing so much and I had shed a couple of tears, but not, you know, dramatically. And then you said that, and it was like waterworks. <laughs> because you gave me the gift of, of really being that much more okay if that were to be the decision we had to make. Right. Yeah, because sometimes that is the, the best one or the only one, or both. Absolutely, yeah. And I was aware of that, and I knew that, and and... And you reinforce that in really kind, clear ways. But you also said, well, tonight's going to be the night to maybe give her a chance. So we'll continue doing energy work. You listed off all the things that Aquila, my husband and I were doing to support her. So you were listing off all the other supports we were doing at home. Oh, that's a good affirmation for you too then. Oh, for sure. There were so many affirmations. So we could really trust what you were saying. And... Carmen, can I interject here just quickly for people to understand that I don't know anything about horses? I think from like nine shows, people understand you know nothing about horses. Okay. <laughs> in case someone was just tuning in, I'm not a veterinarian or a vet assistant. I don't work in a vet clinic. I don't have a farm. I never grew up with a horse. Like I don't know anything. So I, I guess whatever information that you asked or that the guides gave really truly comes straight from the source of the spirit world because I don't have a human framework or, or even an ability to guess because I'm really that out of it in terms of anything about a horse. I mean, I know they have four legs. Like I know general things like that, but nothing else. Okay. And it was really fun to get pieces of that as we were talking in those conversations because you would say something and then go, is that right? <laughs> so the Karen would come out as this like, you know, it was just such a surprise yeah. to you, the information you were getting. So that was a really fun piece to be witness to that. <laughs> and, and Carmen, I don't like, do you remember at all? Like if I know when I've done some sessions for any kind of animal in the past, sometimes I'm like I feel like I'm in their body, so I'll say their right hoof, but I'm thinking it's my hand. And then if it's their back leg, I'll say my leg, my right leg, because it's the back. So if I'm down on all fours, then I'm trying to position myself to be yes. able to reference something, because how else would you reference it with a human body? Yes, you did. You did do that for sure. Okay. And I'm kind of glad that you don't remember it too clearly, because yeah. I know that at certain points, especially at the beginning, she was in such awful pain and discomfort that you were in such awful pain and discomfort. Right. Um, so I'm glad that that's not hanging on for you. Right. Um, yeah. Even in the memory, you know, 
So Right. Yeah, I don't have, the only thing I have when you've been talking about this is pain in the right front shoulder. Hmm. Uh, like in, in, in up, like in my back up in here. And I was just trying to figure out if it was my dance class at one o'clock <laughs> or if it's, if it's part of the story. I don't know. It but could very any, likely be spring. I mean, I know that she still has discomfort. I won't be uh, yeah. untruthful here. She still has pain and she always will. But the level of pain is so much more manageable for her um, that she can do all the movements that a normal horse could do. It's just mm-hmm. she has some chronic pain. She'll have some scar tissue. She'll have some arthritis. But that could totally be from her because that is a, a spot for her that, that things could flare up. Well, then I can totally tell you that when I was doing my Zumba class at one, one o'clock till one forty, that I think I did have some of spring stuff because it did not feel like my own. I could go on and tell you something. This other is places. really funny because I didn't do the class today and yeah. I walked up behind her and she, she doesn't did. know this. I took a video of her. You did? I took a video of her <laughs> doing her favorite dance and I thought, that doesn't look like the joyful Karen yeah. that I see doing that dance every Saturday. Yeah, it wasn't. Something's wrong. Yeah. And I even said to you, are you okay? And you went, yeah, why? And <laughs> yeah. I went, well, you just don't look like joyful. Mm-hmm. I, I am a joyful dancer. Not Maybe not a really good one, but a very joyful one. And um, I did feel le- uh, like um, less energy and mm-hmm. I did feel... It was all in your face. Yeah. I felt pain in my body and I just remember thinking, okay, this, my, my secrets are out here, but I had eaten some wheat this morning, <laughs> had some, a cookie. Well, the truth, if I'm telling the total truth, I ate two, maybe three. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't normally eat wheat. <laughs> so I was a little inflamed. <laughs> And I was trying to dance and I felt very heavy and slow You and, looked pain- it. and painful. And apparently she caught it. So I couldn't hide the cookies um, or the effect on my body. But what I'm trying to get back to is that it also could be part of the horse. <laughs> and I will find out shortly because at the end of this call, I'm going to know. <laughs> because that's the synesthesia. Yeah. That's how mere touch synesthesia works. Yeah. Back to you. Back to you. I love that. (laughs) Okay. So we know. Yeah, (laughs) I can do that. Yeah. So you experienced a lot of this near touch synesthesia during our phone calls about spring. And hopefully listeners have caught on that it is a happy ending and that we had multiple calls and passed that first one, which is when you really thought I was probably gonna have to put her down the next day, probably in the morning. We were actually scheduled to call first thing the next morning just to check in and make sure that spring wasn't saying, okay, enough's enough. It's time. Right. Um, but, but somehow with all of our combined efforts and with her sheer will and determination, mm-hmm. She made it through, and she is doing so well. It's just remarkable. And one of the things I love, another affirmation, is that Aquila and I, especially as she was really coming out of it, it took her a long time to fully come out mm-hmm. of that whole process because it was such a traumatic event on top of everything else that mm-hmm. she's been through traumatic physically. But we, we kept calling her our little miracle our little miracle horse and you would say on the phone oh you're she is your she says she is your little miracle (laughs) seriously 
Yes. Oh, that's so cute. So she, she hears, saying, I'm a miracle horse. I'm a miracle horse. <laughs> so she hears you or you. Yeah. <laughs> my, my brain farted in all of that excitement. That I could hear spring and give you that validation. My heart just burst and apparently so did my brain. I had so many and still have so many heart bursts about it. Yeah. And this whole situation from start to finish has been one of the most rewarding, challenging, beautiful, uplifting, hard experiences of my life. And mm -hmm. to have you both supporting that throughout different phases has been a real gift. So. I hope whoever is listening right now um, can really hear that deeply because when there are tough times to have people like Karen and Kelly willing to not just support you, but actually feel it in themselves, mm. feel it in their body, in their, in every way and give you those affirmations when things are so hard, um, you're a gift to the world. So Thank you. That's it's a real part of why I wanted to share this because, again, right now there's so much going on. There's so many hardships going on beyond what the normal hardships of being alive are, and and I hope that people utilize you guys during this. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, that's very generous, Carmen. Yeah, I. Oh. It 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 does a lot um, for us because if 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 it's okay if I just speak for a moment, you can decide if I'm speaking for you as well. Sure. Um, a lot of people don't understand or even know that we have mere touch synesthesia. So they will call and think that when we're making statements about um, that, you know, when you have a booking for whatever your duration is, that we're doing energy healing the entire time. They forget that in two seconds flat when we move on in the consent process to medium and then medical intuitive and psychic and all of the other gifts or and services they forget the energy healing is something that kelly and i value the most and people forget that that is part of a session they truly do and they forget that we feel what they're feeling we say that to them but they don't believe it so if we say you're depressed and they go, no, no, I'm not. They forget that we have synesthesia and that we feel it. If we say you're, you're, you're gripping your butt muscles, mm, no, I don't think I am. And we go, yeah, you are. They forget that we feel the gripped muscles. They don't, they, that doesn't really sit in them. And I, I think sometimes because they're just not educated to understand what mirror touch synesthesia is and what it's capable of. And it's something that we talk often about in each show because it's in every single session. So for you to come on and to choose to share that is just, that's beautiful for Kelly and I, mm -hmm. because we can talk about it because we live with it and we try to explain it, but to have clients come on and actually say it, and say that we used it to help your horse and to help you and Qui means so much. It means a lot to me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Thank another, you. my pleasure. 
And another reason I, I really value how you share that to others is I think it gives people who are not as developed in their gifts that permission to trust themselves. Mm. So I know for myself, like, mm-hmm as I develop my own gifts, as I get more and more in touch with my body sensations and understanding what's mine and what's someone else's and my intuitive insights that come up in a very variety of ways, hearing how many affirmations and validations you guys have through your stories and through experiences and through our experiences together that we share, it helps me trust in the moments that I have with others when I have my clear intuitive insight come in, whether that's a physical sensation or other, that it's, it's not fair to discount that. And even if the other person is saying, no, that's not true, uh, I might not fight them on it, depending on the situation. It's not worth it. It's not professional, depending on the scenario. But I can still trust myself anyway. I can kind of go, okay, good to know that's what you think, but I know what I feel. And I that's trust huge. That. That's huge because you, you do... Um, have to learn to trust yourself. That's how you learn who you are. When people say, oh, you know, I'm in self-discovery or I'm, I'm awakening. And it's like, yeah, like, like, how do you define that? Some people just don't know how to define it other than, oh, I read a couple of books or I'm, I'm learning, I'm taking this class and something. But it, like you said, it, it, it's, um, it's knowing who you are because of what you feel mm-hmm. and trusting it. Exactly. That's beautiful. And I think that's a really key piece of this whole, you know, module, if you will, that, um, that I go through with Linda and that I can share with others of emotional heroism, because it's almost impossible for us to step into that place in a healthy way if we don't really know ourselves, if we don't deeply connect and feel empathy and love for ourselves because then it's impossible to set boundaries in those high volatility moments. Then it's impossible to really sit in our truth and in our presence and in this empathic way for both parties, not just over feeling for the other and throwing our needs out the window, but being able to maintain our own needs while also deeply supporting another person or being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel fascinated by the people who will say that they're empathic in that, you know, they want to believe that they feel what another person is feeling, but don't actually understand all of the kinds of emotions that you can feel. And I know for yourself, you know, you, you've presented us with the emotion, uh, the emotion chart that you guys do. And that's, you know, describing different, different forms of anger and, um, well, fear, fear is a part of them, but there's just, there's so many emotions. And if you are not willing to actually sit in them and identify all of them, and then educate yourself about um, what they do for us, what they teach us, where they are in the body. You can't ever really have empathy for another person. But a lot of people want to skip that process. And I think, Mom, that's what you're talking about when people sit in a, in a consent process and either can't connect to the message or, or try and move on to the next thing is because it's so beyond their comprehension at that point because they're not willing to feel their own feelings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I'm glad that you are woke <laughs> and that you could give just such beautiful lives to these, well, all of your horses, all of your, all of your animals, because now you've got even more. So how is spring currently? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. 
She's just incredible. And how is Grace? She is also very, very well. She's 23. Wow. She just had her birthday, April 25th. And she looks incredible. She actually looks younger now than when I first got her at 16. That's beautiful. Very cool. And I'm sorry, what was the other horse's name? I'm forgetting. Atticus. Oh, Atticus. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And he's doing well. All four of them, Atticus and Flurry. Uh, Atticus belongs to my business partner. And Flurry was uh, my my really good friend, Megan's horse. Mm -hmm. And um, he's now with me. And he is, he's really doing very well. So you have four horses. I do. And I see some pigs. Oh, <laughs> yes. And I mean that not because, not psychically folks, but because she sent us a picture. Yes. And, and you showed us the ass end of the pigs. That's Talk right. Talk about That's cute right. butts. Holy <laughs> jumping. I had no idea pigs had such cute little butts. Very cute. Yes. I have very mixed feelings about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do eat meat. Uh, I was vegetarian for 11 years. Um, I decided to start eating meat again. I felt like my body was really craving it. And, you know, in these strange times, we wanted to kind of make our farm a little bit more functioning. And also, I, I feel good in a way because eating meat that I can give those animals an amazing life if I possibly can. I'm going to try my best. And then have one bad day feels a lot better than going to the grocery mm-hmm. store and buying something that I know had a terrible life. But it's going to be freaking hard. And I will probably be calling you guys to talk about it. <laughs> guys, I'm vegetarian again. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. She's named all pigs. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I absolutely would expect that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so I'm very grateful to have the farm and to have all of them and, and it's it's a full house. Um but they're all fa- they're all part of my family. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. and and I wanted to uh share this with your listeners um that I have this upcoming opportunity if that's okay with you guys. Yes, yeah. please. Okay. So um it's amazing during these COVID times that online is a thing. And I'm doing my best to keep up with the times technologically. So I've been offering some online coaching because a lot of what I offer is that horse and human uh, facilitation, but there's also this whole other piece where I can really be coaching through these different models and concepts that really you don't have to be in person at all. So um, for instance, I'm doing a master herder series right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, it was full within a couple of days. I'm so grateful to everyone who's part of it. Um, and I'm probably going to do one of those again. So stay tuned for that. But coming up shortly after this episode is going to air, um, it's going to start on May 17th. That's a Sunday from 9 to 10.30 a.m. Uh, the Emotional Heroism Coaching Series. Cool. So, if you're interested in kind of learning a little bit more, um, there's like some, there's some amazing tools in there. I'm going to be talking about the emotional message chart, getting that depth in-depth experience with it, getting you really comfortable with using it. Um, and it's really going to be like a step-by-step approach to how to sit in that space of volatility with someone else mm-hmm. in a healthy way for both of you. Cool. That's much needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure too, if you're listening and you are 
I don't want to say stuck at home, if you are safe at home Mm -hmm. um, and you are with someone who is volatile or you are the volatile person, this is, this is a good time to practice. Mm -hmm. I think so too. So where can they find this Carmen? How can they sign up? Okay. So you can contact me at Carmen at horsesensenorth.com. You can check out my website, horsesensenorth.com. You can find me on Facebook, Horse Sense North. And I'm announcing this first on your podcast. So I'd send out an email uh, to all the email subscribers. You can sign up for that on my website if you're interested in, in knowing about things as they come. I tend to send out the email about things as the first way, but you know, your listeners are special. So you guys Aww, get this. Thank you. Thank you. That's wonderful. And I'll and put so that you know, oh, sorry. I'll put I that was say, oh, no. <laughs> This is Zoom. This is Zoom, exactly. I will promote this in the show notes of this show so that if people are listening via the website um, or even on YouTube, they can just find a way to click uh, to those links. Thank you. Back to you. And it's a pay what you can. So I really recognize the financial struggles right now. And I really want to share these tools because I believe they have tremendous impact uh, in a positive way. So the minimum is $1. I do have to ask for a $1 e-transfer. Mm-hmm. That way it's like a commitment, but there's truly uh, no, no hard feelings if it's $1. So it's Lovely. truly pay what you can. Mm, That's beautiful. great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I mean, we both know what it takes to, to gather all those thoughts. And I mean, chronologically for you as well to go back and make sure that how you're giving this to the, uh, the listeners, it makes sense. So thank you for all of your efforts to do today's show. Yeah. And, and, and we know you worked all day and then jumped on to, to record this. So thank you. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Thanks thank so much you for having me much. on again. I, I would like to ask you to give um, Spring a little hug from me today. I would love to. I will. Please. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Well, Carmen, I'm sure we'll be having you back as you just learned recently, you've been added to our bingo card uh, list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's, that that's very perfect. Exciting. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Well, we hope that you have a great rest of your weekend and I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. Bye, Carmen. Bye. Thank you. Well, we hope that you love the show as much as we did. Mm -hmm. It was such a pleasure to have Carmen back. Um, And Karen, I mean, obviously you've done such a wonderful job channeling for her throughout the years and sharing in that love story that she's talked about. Yeah. You know what? Um, I've seen the little video of uh, spring. Yeah. So I went on Facebook Facebook and uh, checked out her little horse running around with her other horses. Yeah. That was beautiful to see. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so much vitality. Yes. And she's so eloquent in how she speaks. Mm -hmm. I just love the energy and her tone of voice and her pace. Mm -hmm. I I could listen to Carmen. Like, she just reminds me of a Sunday morning coffee. Like, where you could just sit there. Well, maybe Saturday morning coffee, too. But I love that. Yeah, where you just sit there and she just lulls you by the storytelling. Yeah. And Carmen, I can just see and hear Carmen. No, Karen, tea. Sunday morning tea. Tea, right. Yes, okay, good enough. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I look forward to having her on again. Mm -hmm. 
Awesome. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening today. Um, if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at buysarlo.com. If you have questions for Carmen as well, we are mm-hmm. happy to pass those along to her. Don't hesitate for a moment. Um, we also have put up links so that you can find Carmen and her Horse Sense North um, company. That She's got tons of things that are worth looking into uh, on emotional intelligence, which is why we keep having her back. Um, so we want to also thank listeners before we sign off today, no matter where you're listening from or watching from, we very much appreciate that you're here. We hope that you have a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. We know it's very difficult for a lot of people out there for a variety of reasons and, and beautiful for others. And we hope no matter where you're at, that you feel supported and loved. Mm-hmm.